Hey guys, welcome to the Welding Business Owners Podcast, where the podcasts are usually late, but my bids are on time. I'm your host, Kevin, with JMW Fabrication. Today we've got episode three with Bruce from Go Wild Fab. In today's episode, we finished talking about partnership, we talk about retirement, and what our end goals are with Go Wild Fab and JMW Fabrication. And just a quick little housekeeping note, I see the downloads, guys, and I really appreciate them. I see the numbers creeping up. I think we're just about 2,000 now. So slow increments, but the show isn't for everybody. But for the guys out there who really appreciate it, I appreciate you guys. And now without further ado, let's get on with the show. I didn't know how much taxes were going to be when I made everybody W-2. Oh. <laughs> it's a shocker, right? <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like, wait a minute. How? How much? Yeah. 12,000 every two weeks. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's terrible. Uh, 24,000 yeah. a month in payroll, bro. Yep. It hurts, it hurts man. It, it hurts really so- freaking hurts. Especially when you see the money in there, you're, uh, when you withhold the money for them and you see it in there, you're like, yeah, we got 24 grand there. That's going to be gone next week when they, uh, we pay that to the government. That's yeah. That's awesome. That could have been a yeah. really nice new machine for me. You know, it could have been. Uh, could have been. It, ha- it, it happens every. It happens every quarter. You know. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. What do you do for punishment? How does your punishment system work? Like, what what does your reprimand kind of look like? It's funny you say that. I, I I had to do this um, today's Sunday. I had to do this on Thursday. Uh, well, it depends what happens, um, and it depends on the severity. We've been having a problem with. Um, just lackadaisical stuff with the truck yeah. and not tying stuff down. Um, like a welder falling out of the back of it? No, no. Oh, like, that's just uh, me then. Okay. No, that's just, oh that's just me then. <laughs> um, so like just stupid stuff. Like they don't close the doors all the way. And then, uh, so, so my guy, he drops stuff off at the galvanizer. We have 11 foot uh, stall body. And nice. um, it's, uh, he was going around the corner and I guess, one of the doors, like like the pry bars, shifted and bumped the door open. The torch fell out and was dragging along yeah. Route 78 for I don't know a couple minutes mm-hmm. and destroyed the torch. Whatever. Yeah. This was uh, right after we had a discussion about. So we made a um, uh, like rectangle tubing. We made into a, like a heavy duty beefy bumper in the back. We made doors on the side. Mm-hmm. But the doors always tend to like like flop open. Um, so we decided you know, we're going to put tabs on there so that you can put a, like a lock on there or a pin, whatever, to keep it. Well, um, one person was driving down the road, door flew off, don't even know where it's at. Um, both the guys hopped, saw that the door is missing. So in the, in the door, we have like pry bars and um, big C-clamps and our like sledgehammer. And they saw it. They made the judgment call that it was like... Th- it was okay to drive it without that door with all that stuff, just like hanging there. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I like, I, I, we had a big huddle and um, like, I, I didn't realize it at the time when I saw it and I was like, dude, got like, like what the hell guys, come on. That could definitely kill somebody. So that was just a sit down where we all just kind of came around and I just explained to them the severity of if something falls off the truck, it's negligent homicide if you know it. You know what I mean? If somebody dies, we're ruined. Uh, 
dude, your like life, your life will be ruined, bro. Ruined. Like our business will be ruined. Your life will be ruined because my insurance doesn't cover like you knowingly not tying stuff down. That's right. So, so like there's, there's talks like that. Sometimes we, we tend to document things when we, when we do things like that, especially one-on-one when, um, you know, after, after that one, like I printed out a picture of like a dude impaled and sat it on the table. And I was like, look, hypothetical situation. This guy, this pipe just fell off our truck. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the side of the road crying. Cause you just killed a dude because you didn't tie that down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that really hit that. I, uh, obviously I thought that hit pretty hard. And you then thought. we, yeah. And then, uh, we had some stuff fall out the next week Ugh. and, um, I had to pull the guy aside and I was like, look, man, like, I don't know what's going on, but like you're suspended from the truck for uh, until we figure this out. Cause like, obviously your head's not in the right space. So, um, it's writing stuff down. Um, I'll have a good stern talking to, and then if you continue to do it, then we'll we'll have a we'll have a come to Jesus talk in the office. I'll make you sign a paper that we talked, um, and then after that, usually I, I I haven't had to have have somebody come to uh, you know have a talk after that. Um, yeah. I have fired guys, but it it, it hasn't been because of that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our reprimand system for right now. Got it. How about you? Very cool. Uh, so, um, one of the guys who works for me is, is my little nephew, mm-hmm. and uh, I love him to death. Um, can't fucking show up on time. Can't show up on time. And uh, with him, it's weird. And with everybody, it's weird because I, I feel like all my guys, man, I really care for my guys. Man, I want the greatest things in the world for all of them. I want all of them to be successful, and I will help all of them. I have no problem doing that. Um, with him, I made him uh, clock out and clean out the plasma table. <laughs> the whole thing. It was, it was the worst it's been so far. <laughs> you're going to clock out. You're going to clean this whole thing, dude. He was covered in soot just from head to toe. You can't even tell what race he was because he was just <laughs> covered in soot. It's you know, a terrible but, uh, job. It's horrible. It's horrible. But I made him do it. And, you know, he took it like a champ because he knew he had a problem with showing up on time. Um you know what my thing is is like yeah the constant mistakes i'm like what what are we doing guys like what is our problem right now you know i uh i it's hard for me to understand some of it and i'm i hope i i'm the same way dude i try to have come to jesus talk with him we had one guy um he forgot to put the hitch down on the trailer so he drove from the shop to the job an hour and a half away Ooh with no chains hooked up and no hitch down. Good thing you had some tongue weight on that. And I'm like, you're right. You know what? Thank you for saying, I had no idea how it stayed on. You know, we just, we just had some tongue weight on it. That's all it was. And and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, you could have killed someone. Like, yeah, you could have literally killed someone, man. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm so sorry. I go, what do you do after that? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. Like I, besides telling them we could have killed someone, it's like, what else can you do to someone? Did you, know you like, I mean? you did you send them home? Gone. You know what I mean? We're an hour and a half away. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I can't send you home right now. Like we're an hour and a half away. How are you going to get home? It's, Oh man. I. Do you make guys that come in on their own time to fix uh, mistakes that they do? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I do make guys come in on their own time to fix mistakes. It's only happened a couple of times. Cause I really would never want to do that to somebody mm-hmm. unless it was blatantly like a dumpster gate. 
but they just, I think, they cut it because it was only a dumpster gate. And I go, bro, your dumpster gate failed inspection. <laughs> you're going to come in on your own time. You're going to fix it. Yeah. Because you told me you had it. Told me you didn't need no help. He said it was easy. I said, cool. Yeah. And he cut stuff and didn't grind it down. He cut some, uh, and don't get me wrong. I, I love this guy. And if he ever watches this, I love you, buddy. Uh, but you <laughs> fucked up a couple different times. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, he, so he, he cut the, he came from a big crew where they did just knocked out work all the time. Right. And they, they, the way they would cut their, uh, their uh, roof decking, you guys do Joyce and decking. No, that, that's actually where we, where we draw the line is that. So we'll do Joyce and decking. Fuck it. We'll run it, dude. I know. I've seen, uh, the, I've seen the stuff you guys do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared. Dang. We'll run it. It's not, it's, it's not that bad, right? It's really not. So everybody in my crew is all D1. I think it's D1.3, which is your roof decking um, yeah, cert. Sheet metal. Yeah, your sheet metal cert. And so everyone's sheet metal qualified. I made them all go do it. And uh, he cut the roof decking with 6010. <laughs> he fucking turned the machine up. And he cut like dip it in water, six, and you just and it, he it, just it, cut six or seven pieces with that sticky hand. He's like, and I'm like, I didn't see it. Obviously, I wasn't there. And then I showed up. I go, why does our roof decking look like hot garbage, bro? <laughs> and he's like, Casey cut it. He cut it so fast. It's like, I don't give a fuck how fast he cut it. And like, and so he was like, dude, this is this is not okay. Yeah, go get a saw and rip it. That saw is just as fast, but it's let's say it's five seconds slower. Let's say, okay, it's fine. Fuck it. It's five seconds slower, but it looks so much better. I don't care if it's five minutes slower. <laughs> I don't, know? Yeah. It's I don't the care. right way to do it. Right. Exactly. And, and I'm just like, I was baffled that he did it. Like I was like, yeah. In what world does yeah. this look good? Like my thing is like, uh, uh, you know, Somebody told me, fake, uh, uh, Bruce, you're not, you're just a fake it till you make it kind of guy. And I go, you know what? I, I guess I kind of started out that way. I wasn't fake it till I make it kind of guy. Um, but faking it till you make it uh, really makes you think about the ways you're doing stuff. And, um, and I know some people might, and I know some people like probably that, I don't know how many people listen to this. And I don't know how many people are ever going to hear us talk about this, but uh, you know, I've had, a total of three people tell me I would never make it. Right. And I know that's such a cliche corny fucking thing to say. Cause it's stupid. Right. But I did, I had three people tell me I wasn't going to make it. And because I just didn't have enough experience and um, that's fine. Whatever. That's not a big deal. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I, I just, I know how hard I work. And I think the reason why I do work that hard and the reason why I've always tried to, to do it a little bit better was because I was scared. I'm like, man, what's the correct way to do this? And I remember um, one guy I worked with, right? And he was, he was my kind of my mentor for a little bit until I just felt really taken advantage of. Um, and that's a partnership story. If you want to hear it, I'll be more than happy to tell you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it'll be a good, a good lesson for people to learn. But um, he said, you'll never make, you know, but the problem was like, every time I did something, I wanted to understand why I was doing it. Right. Instead of just hearing somebody, oh, this is the way you do it. This is the way you do it. It's like, ah, I want to understand why we do it this way. And so I was, my head was always buried into like welding tips and tricks, the forms and all this yeah, other yeah. stuff when I was getting into it. Cause I'm like, why are we doing it this way? Is there not a better way? It's just like the stair thing. Like 
I've found a better way to do it than everyone here. Anybody wants to challenge my crew with building stairs, I'll fucking take it on, dude. <laughs> I swear to God, I will do from start to finish. I will take it on. It'll take, we're really good at them. Yeah. Right. And it's because I learned a better way to do it. And I'm always trying to find better ways to do stuff. Um, I don't negate the old school way, but I just don't know the old school way. Cause I was never part of the old school. I never learned any of it. You know, I just learned how to weld and then I started learning how to do jobs. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the good stuff I got was from the GCs that I worked with. And I would, Hey man, what's, what's, what do you think is going to be the best way we do this? And he's like, well, Bruce, this is what I'm thinking. And we'd collaborate together because he had no means to not bring me up. No, you know what I mean? He, he's been around 40, 50 years. He's like, well, this is what they usually do. But I think if they did this and I'm like, well, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate the knowledge. Uh, his name is Terry, 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 uh, Terry Crothers. Good guy. Fucking super good dude. Vietnam vet. Good guy. And he just, he wanted to share knowledge. And that was a great other good part is finding people who want to share knowledge and let them talk. Like, just let them talk. Yeah, they'll fuck it. They'll start, dude. They won't stop. Right. I don't have a lot of, I don't know if I have a lot of knowledge. I know I've done a lot of stuff and I've made a lot of money doing it. Uh, whether my way is the best way or not, I don't know. Right. And I'd hate to tell anybody like you better fucking do it this way or it's going to be bad because that is, man, that is a, uh, that's a road that a lot of welders get lost in is like, this is the way I'll learn how to do it. And this, this is the way you do it. I'm like, yeah, but is it like, is there not a better way? Is, is this the only way to do it? Granted, it might be the best way you might, you might've won, but like here, welders are the worst, dude. We are the worst when it comes to like, my way is the best way. I'm like, if someone told me there's a better way to build stairs than I do it now, I would say, please teach me. I want to know what you know, so I can make my own judgment call. Yeah. Right. And a lot of us don't, a lot of, especially up and comers. I had a guy get brought on and he was 20 years old and he wanted 25 an hour and i'm like 25 an hour you're 20 years old like what, what are we doing here bro <laughs> tell me why tell me why i should pay you 25 dollars an hour <laughs> but when someone asks me for 25 dollars an hour my immediate thought is like wow this guy is gonna fucking crush it yeah Right. Like you hear 25 an hour. You're like, this is my guy right here. He wants, he wants to be up there. He's, he's going to do it. And then, but then you're 25, then you're 20 years old and you're like, Whoa, what are you doing? Like, it, it's a real hard thing to, uh, I don't think it's hard to get to that level. I just, cause I, I I'm happy to pay 25. I really am. If you're I'm happy to pay 30, absolutely. I'm happy to pay 35. I'm happy to pay. One of my guys I had working for me was a guy from California. Right. And he came with this typical California bullshit, like California kind of guy. Um, and he ran circles. You know what I mean? He knew everything start to finish. He just couldn't handle the fast pace we work at. Cause we're, you know, we're going, going, going. And, and they're just not, they just don't do that out there. It's a, uh, it's a lot slower pace because inspection after inspection, after inspection. But uh, I started, he wanted 25 an hour. I was like, look, dude, if you're as good as you say you are, I'll pay you. Do me a favor. Start. I'll start you at 20 for the first week. He goes, I got no problem with that. You'll be paying me way more than that as soon as you work together. And damn sure enough, I was paying his ass 25 that first day he worked for me. 
<laughs> right. And by the second week, I was paying them 30. Right. Pay them 30 bucks an hour. And then by like the third month in, or no, the second month in, he didn't like our our procedures, right? Like he was an erector kind of guy and he fat did a little fab work, but he was used to just showing up on a job site, everything's perfect and waiting for him. We're like, uh, here, it's not that way at all. It's, you got to get in where you fit in. You're always fighting with someone. You're fighting with the, the uh, you know, the carpenter guys. You're fighting with the plumbers. Everyone's arguing about something. It's like, you're just trying to make something happen, right? And like, everyone's trying to do it at the same time. So it's, it's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, it's like, we know what we're doing. Like, mm -hmm. we know we got into this. And man, he just couldn't stand it. And he left me. And he was making 50 bucks an hour wow. running his own rig. And now he's back at another company making 25 an hour because he couldn't find his own work. Ooh. I know. And I, I kind of feel bad for him, but not really. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's smart. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Whatever. But Business isn't for everybody, man. It's really not. Yeah. It's tell, really me about not. Your, tell me about your partnership. Uh, I'm excited uh, okay. to hear that. Yeah, man. So, um, I just, I just jump out on my own. It's, uh, uh, I've been here for like a couple months and, uh, me and him worked together before and, uh, I am nothing if not a good salesman. Like I am a good salesman. I take pride in being a good salesman. I just never wanted to be a salesman. I just, I had, uh, friends whose dad knew me from high school um, from middle school. And like, we just always grew up together and, um, they were an insurance salesman. And he's like, Bruce, you need to come sell insurance with me. He's like, you'll, you'll crush it. Like, you'll just do really well at selling insurance. I was like, I couldn't imagine selling insurance. Um, not cause there's anything wrong with it, but because I'm like, I'm not selling a product. You know what I mean? Like you're selling an idea which insurance is great. Obviously I, we all need it, but, uh, that just didn't sound like fun to me, but I, I knew I, I could sell. And, uh, so anyway, I am loaded up with jobs and, um, my buddy, he was, he was a really good buddy of mine. And we were like, Hey dude, like let's help each other. Right. It's like, you got one guy, I got one guy, let's hire someone together and he'll be both our helpers and we'll just do it. So I worked for him for, uh, a solid month, one month straight doing a job. And, you know, the agreement was like, Hey man, like if we're doing this partnership, like I understand you brought the job in, so you deserve to get the lion's share of it. But if I can make something good, I would really appreciate it. And he was like, absolutely. So after the month went by, he handed me a check for like 13 grand for one month straight of work. And I didn't take any jobs besides that. Cause I didn't have a day off. And so 13 grand, I was like, ah, it's a little bit lower for 30 plus days of work, but I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I, I made good money, right? So now the job was to jump onto my jobs and I had four or five jobs lined up and they were good paying jobs. He shows up the first day to start and then he's back on that previous job doing that other job. So now we're doing these jobs. Now I'm doing my jobs and he's doing his jobs. Two weeks later, I finished my jobs, right? They're they're $25,000 jobs, They're big jobs. 
So I got this money. And he's like, hey, man, good news. I finished that job up. They get me a check. Here's your cut. And he hands me a check for, you know, $3,500. I was like, thanks, man. He's like, well, hey, man, how, how, how'd, you, how'd the jobs finish? I was like, they were good, man. We got paid. He's like, oh, cool, man. Like, wh where's my cut? I was like, your cut, you didn't work. He's like, yeah, but you didn't work on my job. I was like, okay. And so, and I said, like, I'll be open with the books. And I, I opened up all the books to him. I, I'm not scared of them. You know, I wasn't trying to hide anything. And my books were, you know, you know, 40 something thousand. And I pull out labor, I pull out costs and, you know, I made 20, 25,000. Like, all right, cool. So I hand him a check for 12,500. Right. <laughs> and we did it again. Same thing, man. Like he got called away on another job and like, and so after like, after me handing them like 20, you know, $4,000, like unanswered, like, I'm like, nah. you weren't even there. Yeah. And granted we kept hanging out and we were friends and stuff, but I, I got to a point where I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> of course you're friends, man. You just have 24 grand. <laughs> right. Next and, to no I, work. and at that point I was like, and then the, what really killed it was I had a shop, right? I had a shop with a nice bay and a floor and everything was perfect welders and he was busy remodeling his bathroom so he made our and i was gone on doing the marine corps thing again i was gone they were taking care of a job for me so he wasn't even working on the job he was remodeling his bathroom he made our helper come in and build on his back porch some really nice stairs and handrails and i'm like you guys are building it in your back porch <laughs> i got a shop he's like yeah i was just busy with the bathroom and stuff and i was like bathroom i just bought you <laughs> thanks by the way <laughs> yeah and so i uh that was my first partnership right and uh it was great because you know when we were working together man like he brought me on like two jobs i brought him on like 10 jobs hmm. and um yeah i just remember being like really let down and i ended up calling it all off he got super fucking pissed off and mad and we haven't talked since then yeah, that's rough. You know what I mean? That was years ago. And I, I really, I'm sure he's doing fine. I mean, he's a great welder fabricator. He just, I don't know, man. Like, so be careful with partners. That's what I'm trying to say is like yeah. partnership. The thing with partnership is like, I don't think it will work unless you guys both know your place. And knowing your place is one guy's an inside guy, one side's an outside guy. Yeah. And if you're the outside guy, you have to be okay with being an outside guy. And if you're an inside guy, you have to be okay with letting him run the outside part. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Absolutely right, man. Yeah. So, and what was crazy when I broke it all off, I had a job. I had a job. I do a lot of work for TechStop, right? We finished up quite a few jobs for TechStop. Um, we had one last week. We were doing a job for TechStop. And uh, my wife, she does she does graphic design, but she can make DXF files. She can make line files. She's really, really good at it. And so I brought a part in. I'm like, hey, Dina, I need you to copy this part so I can send it out for bid to cut these plates. She goes, sure, no problem. I ended up doing that. I sent it out to a couple people. And then I sent him the email. Like I forwarded the email to him like, hello, will you please bid, you know, 10 plates for at, you know, three eighths thick with attached DXF file. He sends it over to his guys like, I got a guy that's going to do it. He's going to do it tomorrow. I'm like, well, how much he charges? Like, it doesn't matter. He's the best in the game. Uh, it does matter. I got another guy bidding it. And so my bid was half of what he bid. I'm like, we're not using your guy. And he's like, I already told him to do it. I go, well, tell him to fucking stop. I didn't tell you to go. 
And so I used my guy, I got all my stuff. I got it all done. We had the big fight. He comes back. He's like, Hey man, did you ever get paid for that tech stock job? I go, what tech stock job? He goes, the one where I sent those plate files over to so someone. Like, you, you want to get paid half. You want to get paid half for a job you forwarded an email to you that we didn't use. He's like, well, yeah, we're partners. I go, no, fuck you. No, that's what I had to know. I was like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. I'm so upset about it. He asked for half that money when all he did was send an email, give me double the quote of the price. And yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, that's not how it works, man. Sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> that was a partnership. And I've had other people approach me about partnerships and I've had other companies approach me about investing and owning some of my company. And uh, I'm not opposed to it. I'm really not. I'm really not opposed to it. I found one guy to be a partner with. He's a great guy. I love him to death. Um, but other than that, I, I just, uh, man, it, it'd be hard. It'd be really, really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. What's your end goal with uh, Go Wild? So I really don't have an end goal yet. I have, uh, I bought rental properties. So I have five rental properties so far. I'm looking for more. But if I had an end goal, my initial thought would be um, buying an acre or two, building a giant shop on it with multiple bays, renting those bays out, letting those bays pay for go wild space, and then slowly just bid jobs only and allow my guys to become, become subcontractors that I trust and sell them a job. Interesting. All right. And, and just sell it to them and go, man, you guys deserve it. Um, this is a go wild job, but I'm more than happy to let you guys run it. This is how much I'm going to pay you and go from there. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, um, that's kind of my initial thought process of like where I want to go. Cause in reality, I don't see myself at 65 years old slinging still, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 35 right now. Am I 35? 86. That makes me 35. Yeah. Um, I don't see myself slinging still and you know, 15 years, probably not even five years. I, I really see myself uh, concentrating on the rental side, uh, buying more properties, getting more investments, upping my cash flow, um, being able to let it take over, and then not really getting out of the still industry because I love it so much. I really love what I do. I value it. I, I, I love it. Um, but being able to see other people grow and make really good money and seeing them succeed would make me really happy. So helping them do better, I guess, would be my end goal. And, uh, and if we can all make money, then, then we're flush, right? Like we're all doing better. So do I see myself like expanding, go wild into multiple states all over? Unless something like fell into my lap, I'm not really pursuing it. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, what about you? Um, so our goal is to move down to, so we're in Pennsylvania now. Okay. Um, when our son turns, uh, 18 in five years, we want to move everything down to like North Carolina area. Okay. We're moving towards things that are repeatable where I don't have to be there all the time. Yes. Um, so as far as that goes, we're looking for another, so we're working out of 2,500 square feet right now. And, yeah. um, we are maxed like we are 2500 square feet and three c containers and uh a, like a van trailer full of stuff and we're just out like i can't hire yeah. another guy and put him in the shop and work efficiently so yeah like i'm kind of tapped out until we have, find a bigger space 
Um, so we're looking to buy something up close. So long story, I, I have, I have a house and I built a shop on the house uh, mm-hmm. on the property and then got married and moved like an hour away. So I drive like 55 <laughs> minutes to my shop every day. So oh, man. Some, something nicer or something closer would be really nice. So we're looking for something up here. Um, it's a little bit cheaper up this way because we're up by like the Pocono Mountains. So we're doing that. I think my end goal is I want to get really efficient with a small team. Um, I want to yeah. know everything. Like I, I want to know, like I want to keep the, the team big enough where we can make some good money. Um, when we move south, I think I'm, we might start a second location down there. Okay. I kind of like the idea of moving into government work. Um, but it's one of those things where you have to have your processes and you have to have your quality control and you have to have everything set up because they have, um, uh, what is it? The SBA has a program where you have to apply for it, but basically they give you jobs for like, it's like a nine year program, I think, but they basically just help you get government jobs and you can, you know, as long as you're within reason, you can almost name your own price. But it's one of those things like once you start, you can't like pick it up later on. It is a like a like a like a nine year process where they hold your hand. So I'd like to get into that. Check that out. I think my end goal as far as like personally, I really want to own a helicopter. And like I want to own a helicopter. I want to be able to fly it whenever I want. And I want like a shop all to myself. So like the backside of the shop, I just want like my own area just to build cool stuff at like at that. Like personally, if I, like when I get to that, I'm good, man. I don't have to like, I don't have to kill myself. Yeah. I'm just going to keep on maintain it. Keep it going. I'm pretty involved with a, uh, a nonprofit in Africa. So I'd like to be able to go over there like twice a year and help out okay. in Congo. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's my uh, that's my end goal. Nice man. Yeah. Nice. What do you do for? Uh, so you think you're going to be able to create something repeatable that's going to pay for your retirement? That that's the goal. So we um we're moving more towards stairs and railings now. Um, nice. We do a lot of spiral stairs right now for a, for a like one of the largest spiral staircase manufacturers in the country. Nice. We, do, we do all their welded aluminums. Okay. Um, so we can do anywhere from five, two to five a month is, it, you nice. know, depending on the workload. Um, so what I figured, you know what, we're doing everything other than physically cutting them. Like they ship us everything and we just even the, the Even the roll, the compound roll. Yep. Yep. So that's one um, thing I wish I could see them do is the compound roll. That seems kind of. Yeah. So the, there's two ways they do it. Um, actually it's really easy. Uh, there's a formula that if you can roll it into a diameter, um, you can bend it out your, so if you just roll it into a circle, you can bend it out and form it to what you need. So and it won't deform the steel or aluminum. So it's uh, it's like Oh, 63 wall, uh, inch and a half aluminum tubing. Yeah. So it's super thin and flexible. Um, but a lot of times they'll, so they have this big cylinder machine that has a bunch of like, you know, it's got, I don't know, 20 arms on it with all different like pinholes. Um, that way you can expand the diameter of the cylinder. And they have a formula, which I don't know that formula, um, where they just 
clamp it on the one end and they roll it around um, the diameter and the rise of what everything is. And then it, it gets it pretty darn close. So, but we're pretty good at just rolling a ring expand and then and then just pulling it out which is it's basically the same thing um, yeah it's just it, it, you know it's two different ways to get to the same end result so we have all the processes down other than the design so we have an outside designer now we just have to physically put the sheets on the table and cut them out on the plasma table and we can do it ourselves so nice. we're more uh, i'm moving more towards that because me and my wife like we love the beach so why not find something that accommodates us being by the beach more, which is yeah. shore houses and aluminum spiral staircases. There do you something that's repeatable that you can teach somebody else to do. Yeah. Um, and something that is scalable, you know, stairs and railing, like everybody needs them. New construction, old construction, remodeling, being fixed, whatever. Everybody needs stairs and railings. Yeah, so absolutely. There's a lot of stuff, you know, we like production work. I like production work and, and the guys like it too, you know, cause it can be, it's a nice break from being, being on all the time where you yeah. can just kind of like zone out for like three days and just, just cut and just weld. But after yeah. three days they're like, all right, let's do something else. Yeah. So absolutely. we don't do huge production stuff, but I like the repeat, the repeatability of it where I set up the process, I make the jig and then they just run wild with it. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, stick with that for now and um, we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, we, we have a couple other things we're actually developing. Um, one of my, my side hustle things is, you know, we have a patent for uh, working um, basically for char uh, charging electric cars without them moving, um, just using excess heat. So uh, I'm exploring that out more. So okay. uh, hopefully that'll be my retirement package. Nice, man. So <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. So just but, using heat, they can recharge. Um, yeah, heat and our process. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't want to spill too much of it, but maybe yeah, in a couple years man. you'll see it on you'll see it on some Teslas or something. Nice, man. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it, I, I guess it will. Yeah, without spilling too much, it's almost like a solar power thing that recharges the battery. Kinda. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Very cool, man. Yeah, man. So that's amazing, dude to a fault i'm an ideas guy where yeah i always just i come up with these random things and you know i've had a couple false starts for patents where i'm like yeah, yeah. this is a great idea go file the, the provisional patent you know do some research on it just to find out like boeing already has it i'm like oh man so those like, guys yeah those, those guys, guys. <laughs> can't Gosh, fight with those giants yeah they're always getting in the way God, of the, of the small guy. Dang it. Sons of bitches. I'll, I'll figure it out one day, man. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, so you got, you, th those are kind of your retirement ideas is, is uh, running a production type facility where hopefully you get called in on like the big major problems and you're, you're kind of just on the board almost. Well, yes. Um, honestly, I have a lot of other ideas. So part of what I, I'm trying to do here with this podcast is I really love not so much giving advice, but just talk, like, I love the weld, the business side of welding as much yeah. as I love the welding. Yes. So if I could put Absolutely. together something where I could help people, um, whether it's just a training course or something like that to, to help people like just start out in business, because, you know, there's not, 
there's business books out there and then there's your buddies who are doing it, but like they might not be doing it well. Yeah. Um, if there was a way to like, like a step-by-step process of like, you know, you're working your nine to five, you want to make the jump. Here are some concise ideas and plans to, 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 to make it happen. thanks for listening to the show guys i really appreciate you check us out in two weeks for the next episode with bruce from go wild fab if you haven't liked and subscribed please go do that and share it with your friends who are business owners who want to be business owners or who would just get some value out of this podcast don't forget to hit me up on instagram at welding business owners podcast until next time guys